It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we move into, oh my gosh, a Thursday? Gary, how are you? Super Thursday. Uh, Joe, we finally got there. Super, <laughs> super Thursday. What a what a day it was uh, yesterday. The day uh, uh, after uh, Super uh, Tuesday, uh, the American Bar Association and Chief Justice uh, Roberts rebuked Schumer for threatening Gorsuch and Kavanaugh yesterday. Yeah. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Whoa. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Joe Biden out there campaigning after his big Super Tuesday victories. We are about to rebuild the middle class in a way that we should be building it now. We will. We, were t- we took on a climate change. Everything was just beginning. But we know we have so much more to do. We have to put in a bigger, broader vision for this nation and, and make it happen. And But first, first we have to defeat Donald Trump. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Bloomberg endorses Biden. He fought for working people his whole life. And I'm glad to say I endorse Joe Biden, and I hope you will join me in working to make him the next president of the United States of America. <laughs> I had to play. I just I saw that there. That was that was totally uh, a uh, spur of the moment decision. I, I saw that audio gun. And I just said, "Okay, I'm going to play that." <laughs> Meanwhile, were, were were they at an Olympic hockey game? <laughs> <laughs> did, did did you see? And I posted it on Twitter yesterday. Did you see those campaign people or you know cheering uh, Mike Bloomberg? The oh. kind of rap. I don't know what it was. It was oh, some. Kind, yeah, was, yeah, I'll play it. I'll have the yeah. audio of it. Yeah, yeah I, you, you got to see the video of yeah, it. Though. Yeah, it's kind of it's, odd. It's weird. It, it really, really is odd. Meanwhile, Bernie's out there. Elizabeth Warren uh, is a very, very excellent senator. She has run a strong campaign. She will make her own decision in her own time. The American people have got to understand that this is a conflict about ideas about a record, about a vision for where we go forward. And I like Joe. Joe is a decent guy, and I do not want this campaign to degenerate into a Trump-type effort where we're attacking each other, where it's personal attacks. That is the last thing this country wants. Okay, so there you go, Bernie giving up. Yeah, pretty much. We knew it was going to happen. There's Bernie giving up. Yeah, there you go. By the way, if I see one more, I mean, the liberals are enraged... Uh, absolutely enraged about what's going on about Bernie Sanders. Some of the stuff on social media yesterday was unbelievable. Mm. Hey, your guy blew it. Yeah. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, your guy blew it. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't defend Castro until after you're elected, right? <laughs> That's the rule of communism. Don't you understand? <laughs> you don't talk you you don't talk out loud. You say things like it's for the worker. 
We're for the worker. You know, <laughs> exactly. Come on. Right. It's, it's, it's not hard. I mean, it's his, it's his own fault. I mean, there's, but, there's even books about it. I was amazed yesterday. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I was amazed just on social media. I actually got involved in a couple of discussions saying, have you people been paying attention? Yeah. Dude, it, it's like people don't pay attention. They say, well, we're trying to figure out why Bernie Sanders uh, lost his momentum. Because for two weeks, he defended a communist dictator. Right. And talked about the positive points of communism to the point where people that I know that in the Democrat Party that we played audio cuts for you and everything. Right, right. Were absolutely outraged and said, no, you're promoting democratic socialism. <laughs> The democratic socialism is the key. You can't be endorsing and talking about the fine points of a dictatorial communist regime that murdered and tortured people. Not until after the election. Not until after the election. <laughs> Thank you very much for that qualifier. That's very well, important. It's, it's <laughs> just, it's, but you know, okay. Here, here's the thing. Now, Bernie has always been Bernie, right? Yes. All right. So the far left finally caught up to Bernie, right? Mm -hmm. So Bernie's out there for decades. How old is he? Like 105? <laughs> he's, been, <laughs> he's been out there for, for decades. Same ideas he's been talking about. Right. Same ideology. Nothing different. Finally, the party catches up with them, and, and they do what and, – and we thank all the Democrats over the years for listening to uh, Gary and Eric because we've been telling them just, you know, just own it. Talk out loud about what you believe, and now they do, right, which mm -hmm. is good. We, we think that's good. I want to know how, how people think, especially if they're going to be creating laws, right, or, or running for president. I, I want to know exactly who they are. Well, finally, the far left – catches up with bernie and bernie's going well all right it's normalized man come on let's put on this yeah. castro t-shirt and get out there and, and, <laughs> and talk about it he doesn't even wear a bernie t-shirt he just wears a castro t-shirt um but but honestly <laughs> he doesn't wear his own <laughs> the the whole the whole idea is that you know the spectrum has has widened because the far left keeps Okay, the far left keeps going lefter and lefter and lefter. <laughs> but but he's thinking, oh, it's normal. I can I can talk yeah, about I, this, and then he yep. doubles down, triples down. Well, and, and he defends it over and over again. And the important part is when he was doubling and tripling and quadrupling and quintupling and yes. quintrupling and uh -huh. trumpling is we're going to quintruple Trump. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> just make it up. Make it up as you go. We can, we'll just come up with new words. Why not? Uh, he uh, uh, he was doing it going into Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a time. You know, you and I talked about uh, that <laughs> how Obama moved to the uh, to, to the middle, but he didn't move to the middle really to the middle until you know. For example, it was, we brought up uh, the last couple of days. Obama wouldn't wear a flag pin until a year before the uh, the election. Right. I believe it was November right. when finally his aides had to tell him, you got to wear the American flag. You can't be saying I won't wear the American flag pin because I believe it stands for false patriotism when you're running for president of the United States. Do you understand? And so finally he had to concede on that one. Right. And, he had to, yeah. and he had to wear it. 
it was, I believe, January, no, it was January or February of 2016, very early on, when he met with the San Francisco Chronicle and said, we need to skyrocket, oh, under my plan of cap and trade, under my plan, in my plan, we will skyrocket electricity prices. Right. He wasn't saying that right before Super Tuesday publicly over and over and over and over and over again. In fact, I don't believe that the video of him saying that to the San Francisco Chronicle came out until months and months later. Right. If you remember that, because yeah. it didn't come out right. at the same It didn't come out for a long, long time. And then it was sort of discounted because nobody, the media is not going to ask him that question. And he wasn't talking that way anymore. That's the problem with yeah. Bernie Sanders. The problem with Bernie Sanders is boom. Right. right. Uh, he did it. He did it as there was panic in the Democrat Party going, oh, no, what are we going to do here? Because already there were people that didn't like it. But the really, if you think about it, the real the 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 real anger that you saw from the media at Bernie Sanders and the real panic that you saw started when he when he about three weeks ago started throwing out the communist lingo that you and I picked up on right away. And we said, what is he doing? Yeah, we said, right. if you've been listening to the show, we said, what is he doing? Right. What is he right. doing? He's in the lead. You don't need to do that now. Right. right. Look, California knows and agrees with your socialist communist ideas. Right. They agree with your history. Now, uh, a lot of Democrats in the South don't. Mm -hmm. But so the fact is, just don't say anything. But no, I think exactly what you said. He was thinking to himself, I've convinced a nation that it is okay, that I've normalized socialism, communism. In his own mind, I've normalized socialism and communism within my party. And so I can go out and do that. And then I can double down on it. And I can, and I can sit there and say, we must, we must, in major speeches and in debates, we must look at the positive of communist regimes. I mean, it was just bizarre. Well, well and, and again, he's, he's looking around going, wait, wait, wait. I thought everybody was with me on this because yeah. just as you said, many on the far left are. And he's, and he's like, I'm just being me. I'm just, I'm just being honest about what I believe. And they're going, shh, don't say it out loud. You can't say that out loud. Look, um, it's all about the messaging. I mean, we, yes. you know, we talked about it with, um, well, when he was candidate Trump. And at times, a couple of times, uh, when the president has said, you know, some things, we're like, okay, hold on. It's about messaging. First of all, fire Rudy Giuliani. Second, second of all, um, you know, careful what you do. What, what's interesting was is that when they stopped the daily uh, White House briefings, you know, we were like, okay, well, no, this actually is a good thing because – let the let the president answer questions if he wants to. Right. You and don't, let, you, you don't need to have the spokesperson saying something different than the president. Exactly. That goes back to consistency and messaging. That's, and so they did the right thing. It's, it's about the messaging. Right. Well, the left was full on. They were talking about things like the Green New Deal. And if you have any brains at all, if you're thinking at all critically, then you know what it would require. And Bernie's like, man, everybody is totally in my corner now. The far left now is, you know, is is with me. Well, I, I've got I've got the AOCs. I've got the young people. 
Well, not only that, when AOC came up with the Green New Deal, mm-hmm. tell me one Democrat that pounded her and said this is completely unrealistic not and one. stupid and childish. All the, not one. And so all the Ber- candidates. Right. And so Bernie's said. looking at this saying, look, everybody's on my side. Right. They want, look, in order to get here, you need to have a socialist slash communist uh, a country to do this in order to take over industry the what you would need and everybody and it was just about a year ago when all this really came mm-hmm, out big mm-hmm. time yeah well you know, and, and 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 so and you and i looked at each other and we said my god they're all everyone now mm-hmm. is not upset about the promotion of their party right it was it was universally accepted by the party that a socialist slash communist movement in this country mm-hmm. called the green new deal was okay right. and then after they read it they said well and that's that why do you think that remember the republicans had them vote on it immediately right remember the vote right. yeah yeah and it was like well we're not going to play into the politics here what politics no you, you guys... say you love it and they want to go on record do you love it or do you not and then right. they backed off right yeah and all the candidates that were on stage uh, 120 of them back then i think um, we're, we're all up there going, oh, yeah, 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 Green New Deal. Yeah, 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 Green New yeah. Deal. And so Bernie, and then in 2016, at a town hall, Obama talks about the same things about Castro, about the whole literacy thing and, and, um, and, and all of that and, and health care. And, you know, we talked about it then, but it, here's the thing. Obama wasn't going to run again. He was almost done when he talked about that. He was in his last summer as president. Well, Bernie's like, well, look, I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and, and play right out of the Democrats' playbook. I mean, if right. you think about it. That was part of his defense. No, but Obama, Obama said, said it. it. Obama said it. Obama said it. <laughs> no, no, it has got to be the most bizarre place for him to be in. I know. Because he is, he's actually saying exactly what Obama said. And, and here's the problem. The media never criticized Obama. They sat back and, well, he's the smartest guy in the room, so he must be right. No, he wasn't. He was off when he said it. He was wrong when he said it. But the problem was, is he wasn't being vetted because he was on his way out the door. And then Bernie says it, and Bernie's going, what did I do? 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Coming up here on the show, uh, we'll talk about the day after Super Tuesday. Take a look at uh, Nate Silver's 538, and uh, just so everybody knows, still in the big lead is brokered convention. The only thing is, uh, Joe Biden is in a solid second place. Yeah, Yeah. you know, you look at that, um, and it it didn't, uh, well, actually it didn't, didn't change at all. Yeah, that's what I saw. I did when I looked at it. It seemed to be exactly the same. So we'll get to that coming up following the bottom of the hour. Also, the hmm, this new Sanders ad that has Obama in it, yeah, implying that Obama is endorsing him. Obama has been completely and totally quiet uh, on this. Yeah, he did not endorse. Is this is this basically going to be a very subtle endorsement of Bernie without endorsing him? Hmm. Uh, by the way, um, uh, the the forecast is still frozen from a couple of days ago. Oh, they still yeah. frozen? Yeah, it's still frozen. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so all right. I was why, wondering why it was that's the why same. I didn't change it well, all. Well, <laughs> when I went to it, it didn't say frozen. Yeah, it says the forecast is frozen while we wait. Final oh, Super okay. Tuesday results. When I when I clicked on it, it yeah. did not say that. I, mm. I, I did not have, because I specifically looked for that banner. That's why I said yeah. it hasn't changed at all. Okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, also coming up, what's going on with Elizabeth Warren? Uh, with the uh, United Airlines, it's the first to cut U.S. domestic flying due to the coronavirus. Mm. Uh, DHS officials fear illegal Chinese border crossings mm. could spread the coronavirus. Uh, now, this may be the most important, the most uh, important story of the day. Cher makes her endorsement. I, I, I think this is the one everybody was waiting for. Oh, I, you know, I'm on pins and needles. Far above AOC or yes. Brad Pitt. Yes, sure. <laughs> I, don't know why. I don't know why. Or Babs. Or, or Babs. Is Babs going to come back? We haven't heard from Babs in a while. Uh, what did she tweet? It was a couple of months ago. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Adam Schiff should run for president. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that? yeah, 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 oh, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 we laughed so hard we forgot about it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> laughed it right out of our minds. Right. Uh, and uh, the story I love, uh, Defense Secretary says mixed results in the Taliban U.S. Afghanistan peace plan. What, what? It's been three days, right? I mean, what, I just four what, days. Maybe. Wait, wait, we, um, <laughs> they attacked a checkpoint and we dropped bombs on them. Is that considered mixed results? <laughs> <laughs> well, the mixed re- we're doing our end. Well, there you we're, go. We're, well, we're, we're, we're abiding by the treaty. They're not. Well, that's always been the problem. Well, that's always will be the problem. I mean, the mixed results is the Taliban saying one thing and doing another. But uh, that actually hasn't changed in, I don't know. Uh, Ever? A good 20 years. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get to uh, that and more, and uh, we, we will get to that Sanders ad. I want to play the Sanders mm. ad. Yeah, yeah. And then I do have to find that whatever it was with Bloomberg and his mm. supporters right. yesterday. I gotta find Here's that. your forecast. After a devastating day Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee, the rains today will stay south of that city. We will see heavy concentrated rain in the deep south for Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, portions of Georgia. We'll also pick up the chance of severe weather again today. Most of eastern Texas will dry out as that system continues to push eastward. Tomorrow, those rains will be out of the deep south, having moved off the coast, and some windy conditions will help to dry up some very soaked ground. A low-pressure area riding along the northern-tier states with Canada, affecting Wisconsin and Minnesota, will continue to press eastward and provide some snow Friday for Pennsylvania on through upstate New York and into the New England area. Keep your eye on that system if you'll be traveling in the northeast on Friday. With two weeks and some change until spring, there's a look at your national weather forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
They finish each other's sentences. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley on Red Eye Radio. Really? Yes. 866-90-RED-EYE. He's Eric. I'm Gary. Welcome to the show. All right. I, I, I must have played this a hundred times yesterday. I don't know why, because it's so bad that it's actually good. All right. And, and uh, I saw it on, on Twitter and um, retweeted it. So you can find it, Gary Red Eye One, at Gary Red Eye One. So yeah, uh, uh, you ready? Yeah, okay. All right, this this is, I don't. It's a. It's. It looks like it's in some kind of very small auditorium, maybe some type of college hmm. uh, classroom. You know, you ever been in the college classrooms with the you know like yeah. arena yeah. type yeah. of seating? Right, right, right. And it looks like probably only a hundred and fifty people in there. But they're all they're all dancing to this song while holding up Mike Bloomberg signs, and I guess I and and I headlined it, doing some analysis on Bloomberg's failed campaign and searching for marketing mistakes, <laughs> and one of them would be allowing this video to be released. We'll play the audio part for you, and you'll be able to get an idea of. Uh, just how wrong this was. You know, that's how you win the American Samoa. Right there. That's how. Listen, I want everybody that's running that's still in the race to pay attention. I want. I. I in fact, the president he could learn from that. Are you kidding me? That's weird. And you've got to see them all. I mean, they're. It's, yeah, it's no, like it's, it's like we've just flashed back to the seventies. Uh, just the move. I mean, it's the uh, most. Uh, it's the most uncomfortable. Uh, we say rhythm type of movement from the. The, yeah. the students or the they're all young they're all young right, people right, right and i'm watching this going you've got to be kidding me and it just it was just it was funny and i guess it's the it's the way to end i want to play one more time because I, yeah, I just i like yeah, you yeah. you're ready yeah yeah you, yeah you, let's hear it, let's you, hear it. You, you want it again yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> well, you. Uh, the the DJ, uh, the D- DJ, DJ Crappy Crap, he was fired. <laughs> he was fired immediately. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are, it was better. Okay. It was better than him licking his fingers. It was a better video than well, that. Well, it, okay, but it's right up there with Tom Steyer. On stage, yes, it was. <laughs> what what the hell's wrong with billionaires? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Bernie on this. I'm gonna side with Warren on this. We don't need billionaires. If we're gonna behave this way. <laughs> we're coming to <laughs> the stereotype. Well, billionaires are odd, and the people that follow them uh, and and well, want them to be president I, are I know, odd. I know one that's not. Now, sometimes he's a little bit quirky. Sometimes he tweets. Sometimes he makes up nicknames. <laughs> but I don't see him doing this. No. I, 
All right, let me liberal billionaires. Let me qualify that then. You know, I mean, no, Trump's just from Queens. Yeah, yeah. Look, they mess with people. Yeah, exactly. That's all. That, you know, you get. Here's here's the thing too. You notice that <sighs> the left always needs someone else to carry them on the stage. Trump carries himself. Yeah, that's true. There's nobody on that stage that's going to out Trump. Trump. There's nobody on that stage that he needs. Okay, Tom Steyer. He needed somebody to make him look cool. Bloomberg needs the, the some rap, weird the song. rap band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know they. Um, uh, Bernie needs uh, at least uh, most of the members of Public Enemy. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Flavor. I, I, did you see Flava, the back and forth? Flavor Flavor was yes. was on Twitter and he's like, "Chuck, what are you what are you doing, man?" I'm. It was weird because he said something to the effect of he tweeted something to the effect openly on Twitter that. Um, you know, we've been we've been partners for a long time and you can't just kick somebody out because they don't hold the same political view. Now, I don't know if 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 Flav is on the Trump train or not, but I mean, it was it, but he made a point. He said the only thing I did was I asked the campaign to quit using the song and, and oh, and and promoting that. The entire group, I guess, was going to be there at an event. I don't, I don't know what it was. Right. And he said, that's that's the only thing. Uh, I don't think, actually, I don't think it was about a song. I think it was about the way they promoted an, an event. And and Chuck was going to be there, but but he wasn't. And he was, you know, and, it, and I was like, wow. This is the most reasonable. It's, it's odd. Isn't it odd when some of the pop culture characters that we've known for ages... You know, um, all of a sudden start sounding logical and reasonable. And the left keeps going further and further and further. I mean, it's it's it really is kind of this could be the most interesting point in American political history. Honestly, you look at the entire spectrum, the entire game. Kanye West. You know, I mean, if you look at, at what's going on right now in in the political game, that's probably where you get a lot of Trump supporters on online saying, you know, hat or posting hashtag landslide 2020. I don't know if it's going to be a landslide, but something there's been a monumental yeah. shift. And I think it comes from uh, most of it comes from the left being completely crazy but the other thing too is that somebody posted the other day um it was about trump it was one of the trump followers and and this guy had a lot of followers too he's not a famous guy but he had a ton of followers and he said you know i just want somebody who's going to tell me the truth it's not about uh this or that i I want somebody who's going to speak their mind and and i know when when they do that that i can believe them whether I agree or not. And that's the difference, I think, with Trump. You know, they you, you look at, at, at Parliament, the Parliament in, in uh, Great Britain, and how they, you know, they'll, they'll just shout at each other right there on the floor. I mean, they don't, they just, they go at each other, and it's, and it's kind of like Trump on Twitter. And we kind of laugh at it, but then all of a sudden Trump starts doing it, 
and the left goes crazy. But this is what this is exactly what people want from a president. They don't want the wah, 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 wah answer because they elected Obama. The left elected Obama. And they thought he was going to change the world. At the end of eight years, they were like, man, he did nothing for us. That's the left. But you look at Trump and he's getting people from the left. He's getting Democrats. And why is that? Because he's look, he's over the top. Sometimes he talks like a promoter. Um, He's he's kind of like Don King in that way. You know, he's you know, the greatest ever. Everybody knows it's the greatest ever. And that's all good. and, And but, you know, when he gets down to the 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 actual issues and he's talking and he's saying something. You know that he believes that in his heart. And you the may, issues you may and, disagree with him, right. but he does. And his and his opinion actually on the issues is pretty mainstream. You know, yeah, we, right. look, we, we we were just talking about the uh, the uh, <laughs> laughing a little bit at the the defense secretary's remarks uh, about the the deal with the Taliban. But we said, look, it when, when the first deal came out, and you had a lot of Trump supporters say, "See, this is great. We got a deal with the Taliban." We're like, "Well, the deal means nothing. Right. You know, stop it." Right. But I think the president knows. The deal means nothing. Right. Uh, his response and saying, you know, and 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 the Defense Department going after and attacking the Taliban days after shows the exact point as we made. The deal doesn't matter. Anybody can make a deal. Obama made a deal. It sucked right. with Iran. Yeah. So you can make a deal. But all that matters is, are you willing to enforce uh, are you willing to enforce the deal? Are you willing to enforce and say, okay, if you don't fulfill your side, then we'll come after you. We've done enough deals with North Korea where we've seen that we've been played for suckers. Nuclear deals over the years. Right. Both Democrats and Republicans have been involved in that. So, again, we weren't impressed when it was announced that there was a deal. Our only point is if the Taliban doesn't live up to it, will there be hell to pay? Right. Because if you don't enforce the 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 deal and if the other side breaks it and if you don't enforce it, then you're just viewed as a sucker like anybody who made a deal with North Korea over the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. You're viewed as just a sucker. Right. Sorry, you're making a great deal and then you don't fulfill it. Well, then your heart wasn't really into it to begin with. And so when I, you know, so the, the fact that the United States had no problem is actually a good sign. I was just chuckling. You know, we were just chuckling at the fact that the defense secretary said, <laughs> you know, mixed that results. Mixed yeah, results. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, odd, I, that's odd phrasing, right? I, 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 we, 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 we guess so. But I actually looked at that and said, okay, good. I mean, Trump, Trump's letting him, letting him know you don't abide by it. We'll come after you immediately. We're not going to wait six months. Right. You said you're going to abide by this deal. You didn't. Boom. We're going after you. Well, this is okay. So a couple of things. I was talking with uh, Jim Carafano from the Heritage Foundation the other day. And we actually it's Wednesday morning. And I I asked him about that. I said, do do you think that they that the Taliban or the enemy, any enemy uh, views the president, this president as weak? Do they have greater respect for him or or not? And he said, well, you know, here's the deal. Um, You you have if Trump, you know, sits down with them they they take that as a sign of weakness the enemy takes diplomacy as a sign of weakness yes everybody needs to know that the left wants you to believe that's the only way that's the only way we can go talk to iran legislators can just go talk to iran 
and everything will be better. Well, look, the president tried to, I, I think what he's trying to do is show the entire world, the enemy, whether it's North Korea, the Taliban, or any of them. First of all, we do know that he wants to, you know, bring troops home. But we're, we're still going to have thousands of troops in Afghanistan. It's required. That's going to happen. They're going to be in that region, and they're going to be there for a little bit. And But at the end of it, if they see that as a weakness, him sitting down, he talked about, uh, you know, the, the phone call and the whole thing, and they see that, you know, that part of it being weak, well, when you drop a few bombs on them, that sentiment goes away quickly. Right. They know that we're willing to come back, and we won't wait to come back if you get out of line. When but, they when they attack when they attack the and, checkpoint in Afghanistan, we retaliated, and that's the deal. Which, by the way, the whole agreement was conditional anyway. If you know, if the Taliban behaves, right. then fine. Right. Well, they, but the point is, would we enforce that? If they exactly. didn't behave, exactly. and, and where previous administrations might not, I use North Korea right. yeah. as you know as, as an example of not right. living up to what they were supposed to do over the longest period of time. They end up getting you know the nuke to begin with, or attempting to you know or making a deal with Iran and then lying to the American people as Obama did about it. Right, you know those things are completely and totally unacceptable. But I under, by the way, I understand Bolton coming out the other day because I've I've always said every every administration needs a Bolton. Yeah. Right. And a Bolton says, you can't trust any of these people. Right. You can't trust them. You negotiate with them. It's a sign of weakness. And his philosophy is the only way to deal with it is kill them. Right. And that sounds terrible to people, but that you only you only come to that decision and that philosophy based on their philosophy. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't we didn't sign the deal and go bomb the Taliban the next day right. for no reason. But if Trump's saying, oh, okay, we'll talk more about this coming up, 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls, 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. Right. I will have that uh, ad, uh, the right. Bernie Sanders uh, ad that started running yesterday. I, I did see some people in social media saying it's been running in other places of the country. I'm being told here the Hill.com says they just started playing it yesterday. And I did okay. see social media mm-hmm. saying, well, it's been played in other places, but we're being told it was rolled out. The campaign rolled it out yesterday in a number of, of states for, uh, for next week. And it's Obama. Uh, it's Obama talking very positive about Bernie Sanders, right. Without ever saying I'm endorsing Bernie Sanders, right? And the can and 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 from what I know as of now, Obama did not come out and say stop using the ad. I'm not endorsing Bernie, right? So is it a very subtle endorsement? You can use all of this. You can imply that I endorse you, but I'm not going to come out directly and endorse you. Is that what it is? Well, because I mean, it would stand to reason that he would endorse Joe. Yes. Now, he didn't in 2016, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> um, uh, it was because if you look at that in 2016, I mean, you read between the lines, Joe was asked probably to step aside and let Hillary run, right? Um, but it stands to reason that he would endorse Joe Biden, but we'll see where it goes, I guess.
This hour's news is brought to you by Travel Centers of America, home of World Lens Coffee, the freshest roast on the road. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. This hour for Freightliner. Run smart, helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. All right, let's uh, play the ad yesterday. Uh, we had said that with uh, Joe Biden winning as many Super Tuesday states as he did and now having the uh, delegate lead that Bernie Sanders would have to do something. It's like, mm-hmm. you've got to shake this up right? Uh, uh, somehow. What's he going to do? And then this ad uh, appeared. Sanders' campaign on Wednesday rolled out a new television ad in the next batch of primary states seeking to tie the senator closely to former President Obama. Here is the ad. Bernie is somebody who has the virtue of saying exactly what he believes, great authenticity, great passion, and is fearless. Bernie served on the Veterans Committee and got bills done. I think people are ready for a call to action. They want honest leadership who cares about them. They want somebody who's going to fight for them. And they will find it in Bernie. That's right. Feel the burn. I'm Bernie Sanders, and I approve this message. Yeah. <laughs> did, Ob- did Obama approve the message? Apparently, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess he had to because there's been, from what I know, there has been no response from Obama saying, stop using that ad. I don't endorse Bernie Sanders. Well, okay, here's the question. Um, huh. I mean, he can use, Bernie can use anything that any public figure has said about him in a positive way. Yes. And any ad he wants to, it would be a, a basically a, a courtesy, uh, you would probably extend to, in this case, Obama and say, Hey, um, here's my new ad. I hope you're okay with it. But he doesn't necessarily have to do that. And the question, did he? And what is the Obama reaction? And we haven't seen, I haven't seen anything in terms of reaction from. Well, the, you know, CNN already fact checking it saying he's taking Obama's words out of context. Well, okay. Great. So then CNN put it, put it. Uh, together, find the words and, and find the proper context and let's see the whole thing. You know? And that's the only thing that I would ask is that um, because it again, it stands to reason if there is an endorsement, I don't know that there will be from Obama. It'll probably won't come till the convention and they have a nominee. But if there's not one I'm guessing we will hear from Obama in the next two couple of days, two or three days. Uh, the response from the, uh, uh, I almost said Biden administration, mm-hmm. a Biden campaign hit back on Wednesday, dismissing the ad as ineffective. 
and highlighting uh, Biden's record with the Obama administration. Barack Obama chose President Vice President Biden to be his partner over eight years in the White House and trusting him with managing the stimulus that saved our economy from depression, obtaining the deciding vote for the Affordable Care Act and countless national security priorities. Biden campaign rapid response director Andrew Bates said in a statement to Fox News, by contrast, Senator Sanders explored a primary challenge to President Obama, who he compared to a moderate Republican and said he was not progressive. Mm. He added, his recent history has proven the quantity of ads can't rewrite history and there's no substitute for genuinely having the back of the best president of our lifetimes. Right. The campaign and Biden himself have repeatedly in, uh, invoked reports claiming Sanders once threatened to launch a primary bid against Obama in 2012. The Atlantic first reported Sanders' threat, which reportedly prompted then-Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid to intervene to get him to abandon his presidential ambitions. Uh, Biden has doubled down on the narrative that his candidacy represents a continuation of the Obama legacy, but the former president has yet to endorse him. This from Fox News, by the way. Some analysts argue an endorsement right now might lead to a backlash at this stage. He runs the risk endorsing early of ruffling the feathers of supporters of those he doesn't endorse, said uh, Mo Etherly, the uh, former spokesperson for Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. Right. Rather than putting his sum on the scale now, there's going to be a need for his help in unifying the party after the convention, and he's probably better positioned exactly. to do that than uh, than anybody uh, uh, else. So, yeah, it would be different if this were 2016 and Biden were running, uh, and you know the he's going to basically pass the baton and endorse Biden. Um, uh, that would be very different, but in an open primary like this, um you're not going to get a sitting or a former president rather uh, come out and endorse uh, until convention. It is unlikely that Obama would endorse Sanders, according to a report in November that claimed the former president once stated privately. Hmm. He would speak out against Sanders, a self-described Democratic socialist, if he appeared to be pulling ahead of the pack. Right. An Obama spokesperson, however, reportedly noted that he has stated that he would get behind the Democratic nominee no matter who it is. Yeah, sure. Meanwhile, Sanders said he is extremely confident he could have the support of Obama. I'm not going to tell you that he and I are best friends, but we are friends. I've talked to him on and off for the last uh, many years. Uh was sitting down alone with him in the Oval Office on more than one occasion, mm. and I've talked to him on the telephone every now and then. Well, then I've got everybody's endorsement around the world, if that's no. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But I, when you saw the ad yesterday, clearly he's trying to convince yes. people that uh you know uh that obama supports him i mean that's the purpose of the ad right right don't know whether it will work but it does imply an obama endorsement oh yeah which yeah of course right. obama has not endorsed him but that's mm-hmm. the message that is being sent that is uh being sent out so yeah, right uh <laughs> there's where we are with uh with uh, with that ad right now. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, I guess the big question is, Elizabeth Warren, this is a long huddle. Yeah. Did, they, was, fall, did they fall asleep maybe? or she, they're, they're, This isn't this isn't the, an XFL huddle. No. Because she was huddling with her people yesterday, yeah. and we still heard nothing from Elizabeth Warren. And you, you made the point in our pre-show meeting. You said, okay, uh, what kind of deal she's trying to make? Do, does she have debts in the campaign? Is she trying to get debts paid off? What is exactly that is stopping Elizabeth Warren 
from pulling out of this when there is absolutely no chance. Sanders had to chastise his own followers yesterday for saying mean things about Elizabeth. Right. You know, it, it's um, it's probably a deal being being worked out. Maybe some role in, in a Bernie administration, uh, you know, being promised. Uh, typically what will happen is if you come out with an endorsement, um, well, often, I don't know if it's typical, but often those debts are paid by uh, the person that you're endorsing. So if your campaign is underwater, still got bills to pay, um, they have to shut down all their, their offices and everything else, pay their staff, that's paid by the person you're endorsing. Um, we'll see if that happens on on Thursday. <laughs> Maybe she's holding out for more money. <laughs> maybe she was going to quit and endorse Bloomberg. Yeah, probably not. Um, I think, though, you'll see it by the weekend. I don't think she's going to make it to Michigan. You know, Michigan is next to you. Well, uh, there are six states, actually. Right. And she was in Michigan the other oh. night. Uh, six states next Tuesday. Uh, somewhere around 350, a little over 350 delegates up for grabs total. And Michigan is the biggest of the states next Tuesday in terms of delegate count. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I'm, I'm looking at some of the polls already, and none of them none of them matter because they still have the even the polls that came out yesterday. I'm looking at a Michigan poll. Mm. It's got Biden, Sanders, Bloomberg, Warren, and Buttigieg yeah. and Klobuchar all in it. Yeah. So you really can't get anything out of that poll, can you? No, not if no, it, not no. if it includes everybody. No, you, you got to start clean. So really, maybe by the time we get in, there'll be a one day poll. Maybe uh, you know Thursday tomorrow, or Friday or something. Yeah, because I'm looking across the Friday. board here and I yeah. don't see anything. No, hmm. yeah, don't see anything here. Right. That uh, that would just use you know uh, have the three right in there: Biden, Sanders, and uh, and Warren. Right. Biden is definitely going to get the boost. From Bloomberg. I oh, wa- yeah. I wonder, I haven't seen anything, any statement from the Biden campaign, you know, how they rejected James Comey's endorsement. <laughs> that was funny. I haven't seen them reject the Bloomberg <laughs> no, endorsement. I, I don't think they, well, I don't think that Comey could bring anybody to the table. No, he's not going to, he's not going to yeah. do that. But I don't see, I don't see the Biden campaign rejecting the Bloomberg endorsement. Right. You know, but, but, but. Well, the, Comey might be able the, to bring McCabe. Yeah, right. And Strzok and Page. The, the thing is, is that, <laughs> pardon me, you, you have the whole NDA issue. Yes, with, with Mike Bloomberg, you're right. And Joe hit that a couple of times on on a debate. Well, huh, mm, the, the the issue there is that if you're taking his endorsement, maybe he doesn't stump for you, right? Maybe he says it once, tells all of his followers, "Hey, go to Biden." They were going to go to Biden anyway. Bloomberg's supporters were not going to Bernie. That wasn't going to happen. They were going to Biden. And so I guess we'll see, you know, where where it turns out. But if you look at, at the state of Texas alone, if if you just assuming that all the votes for Bloomberg went to Biden, Biden would have topped a million votes in Texas. Mm-hmm. He won Texas anyway, but I mean, it would have been much bigger. Yep. Um, 
And so you look at some of those states right now. Uh, gosh, I want to see the polls in 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 a Michigan. I want to see the polls in in New York, uh, Florida. I think it's going to be a given. Biden's going to Biden's going to win that big. Uh, Bernie's not going to do well in Florida. With Bloomberg out of the picture, it's gonna it's gonna be Biden. And, and I would like to say, and I know we're not probably going to see it. And and I know the 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 primary is until April twenty eighth, but it would give you just a sort of be a bellwether as to what's going on. New York, New York, New York. Yeah. I would just yeah, like yeah. to just because of how liberal New York is. If a poll came out even now, even though it's over uh, a, a you know month and a half away, it would be interesting to see because what you're looking at, you saw what happened in California, right? You know, with uh, with uh, with uh, Sanders. <laughs> does that prove i'd like to see new york because i'd well, like to ask the question does that prove that california should secede from the united states <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's an interesting point on new york because the one poll that came out was that last week yes on new york bernie was leading over bloomberg and bloomberg was a popular mayor in new york city right you know and i know the state is different but but certainly you would think in his home state that Bloomberg would have been doing better. So the question is, will Biden do any better? Right. But with, if you, with Bloomberg out, but if you took the Biden, if you took the Bi, if if you took the excuse me, the Biden and the Bloomberg, mm-hmm. then they would be in the lead in New York. Right. Well, if, if you took that, if you took that combination, yes. If assuming all those uh, yes. Bloomberg votes go to him, right. yes, Biden. Yeah, I can't imagine Bloomberg. If you're a Democrat and you're saying. I want to vote for the former Republican billionaire. Mm-hmm. I just don't see many of those votes going to Sanders. No, 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 no. I just no, can't no, see that. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't I, think so. I could be wrong. Well, I, just... I mean, it, it, there, there could be like a protest vote, you know. I don't want the establishment. I don't like the way they handled this. Uh, you know, everything that went down this week with the endorsements and, and people dropping mm-hmm. out and now Bloomberg dropping out. You know, this is the big money, big establishment, and I'm going to protest by supporting Bernie. Maybe, maybe, but that's that. Those will be very, very few. And I saw a narrative yesterday that was out there on social media that that we'll, we'll address coming up here, which was like, well, okay, this shows that uh, that socialism is dead in the Democrat Party. The Democrats don't want socialism. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. At no, all. no, 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 no. All, all it shows is that sorry, we found the wrong person to market it for us. Right. Exactly. He didn't say it the right way. Right. He was trying to get everything now. It's incremental. Yes. Incrementalism is how you do it. Yes. 866-90-RED-EYE. Tips from J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated on Road Check 2020. The importance of inspections. Organizers promote Road Check as the largest targeted enforcement program in the world. It's estimated that on average, around 17 trucks or buses are inspected every minute in the U.S., Mexico, and Canada during the three-day event. More than 1.6 million roadside inspections have been conducted in the 30-year history of the International Road Check. That's a lot of inspections, obviously. But drivers can't lose sight of the fact that roadside inspections can and will occur at any time and anywhere throughout the year, and you must be prepared for them. Your employer will likely remind you of Road Check between now and May, But remember the old Boy Scouts motto when it comes to inspections. Be prepared. You'll never know when you'll be pulled over for one. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated. 
Visit us at jjkeller.com. This has been the Meritor Driver Report, brought to you by Pilot Flying J, Shell Rotella, and Meritor Aftermarket. Run with the bull. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Radio. I'm Gary McMurray along with Eric Carley, 86690 Red Eye. This hour brought to you by Freightliner. Run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. By the way, analysis has been great on both sides. I mean, great with substance from some and just complete and total entertainment from others. Right. I do want to play some substance here. Molly Hemingway. But I also the- think it's interesting that Bloomberg is out. You know, we had years where people were saying a couple hundred thousand dollars in barely literate Facebook ads from Russians caused Donald Trump to win. <laughs> Here you had a guy spend nearly a billion dollars and he went nowhere. It's a humiliating defeat for Michael Bloomberg. Just, just rewind a second. That is a great point. So Russia influenced the election with $200,000, $300,000 in Facebook ads. Is that and Mike Bloomberg couldn't get more than 50 delegates with and, $600 million. And that hurts Bernie Sanders' message, too, because he likes to say the billionaires control everything. Well, here, clearly, uh, Bloomberg having all this money didn't do as much for him as Biden having the media and the establishment behind him did. I would pick media and establishment over well, what he's getting upset about is the... There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you and I have said it for the longest time. Uh <laughs> By the way, in different settings, in business settings, too, you and I have also said this, that it doesn't matter how much money you have. Mm-hmm. If the message, <laughs> to be blunt, if the message sucks, yeah, it right. doesn't have matter, doesn't right. matter how much money right. you have to promote that the substance of what you believe stinks. Right. And then if you promote these incredible ads... In you, yourself in these in these incredible ads, and and they were some good solid ads. And then people see you live on stage, completely melt down. Yeah. Well, the truth came out. I've never seen a candidate vetted so quickly. Think you, about this. You know, Bloomberg I, yeah. was vetted in yeah. a night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it 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 just, and the look on his face, because. That comes from arrogance, by the way. That shocked look that he had. He was stunned. He looked stunned. Because nobody had ever gone at him like that. I didn't see any of the mayoral debates in New York City, you know, when he was first running. I didn't see, you know, you you hear the back and forth, but New York loved him. You know, it's like de Blasio. Look, he wins for a reason. But then you get outside of New York... And outside the billionaire bubble that he lives in, and all of a sudden people are telling him and going at him in a very, you know, very straight and direct way. He didn't know how to handle that. We'll have more coming up uh, of analysis of Super Tuesday, plus uh, Schumer's remarks and Mm -hmm. threats against Supreme Court justices. Mm -hmm. That on the way.
If you don't know what the topic is, it's all on you. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Thank you so much for uh, being here this morning. If you'd like to get in, we'd love to hear from you, 866-90-RED-EYE, post-Super uh, Tuesday. This hour for Freightliner, run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. <sighs> you know, I, I, um, I'm guessing we're going to hear from Elizabeth Warren later today or tomorrow. Um, you, you do have to wonder though, uh, Bernie doesn't bet, does, well, okay, here's the question. Does Bernie benefit? From saying right now, if I'm the nominee, I will choose Elizabeth Warren as my running mate. Does he need to do that right now? Does that help him at all? Because her followers, if she drops out, they're going to him. They're not going to Biden. I don't know what I don't know what helps him right now. I just don't. I mean, he was so self destructive the last few weeks. I don't know what what helps him. And you know, we we've been insisting on 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 this, and and uh, it seems as if um, I don't know if people are in some type of bubble or whatever, but there seems to be some type of shock that this was an incredible comeback by Bernie or by by uh, Joe Biden. This wasn't an incredible comeback by Joe Biden. This was a horrible meltdown by Bernie Sanders. Right. I don't know what takes you back. Mm-hmm. And and the, the and as we said earlier, it has to do with not only what he said, but the fact that he kept saying it as we were leading up to South Carolina and then Super Tuesday. And he wouldn't get off the narrative for over a week to the point where you had some of the most well-known far left people say, look, you can't say this. Right. And so to me, it was the meltdown by Bernie that caused all of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what brings him back. Well, I, I, I just I, well, because I guess that's my point is that. Could that be part of a Hail Mary? Could could that re-energize his campaign? Because her campaign was really not going anywhere. I mean, it didn't have that energy. But I don't know. Does the announcement... You think about, um, you know, Klobuchar uh, with Biden, right? Well, that's not a huge endorsement. But the way it was done was pretty big, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because she did it. On his stage, I'm I'm dropping out. I'm suspending my campaign, and I hereby endorse Joe Biden. Right, Mayor Pete, same thing. Pete wasn't going to get the nomination. You know, I mean, he he started out okay, but it was it was all downhill from there. So, but the way it was done. So, can you imagine a? On Elizabeth Warren, you know, on a Bernie stage, I'm suspending my campaign and I hereby yes, endorse I... Bernie. And does does is there a greater benefit from for him announcing <laughs> like Joe announcing Beto was going to be his gun czar? Um, 
is there is there an official announcement that would work for him? I I don't know. I'm just asking a question. I really don't know. No, I I see it. Uh, I I I can see it. Mm-hmm. And for Bernie Sanders, he would say this is working for us, right. and everybody on the left would probably say this is the best move for him. I don't know whether it makes any difference now. Right. With Bloomberg out, it goes to Biden. Right. And we were the look. I, I'm not claiming we're geniuses. We're the two idiots overnight. But the two idiots overnight were questioning from the very beginning, from the very beginning of when he started in his speeches, talking more about we need to transform society, transform society, transform society. We went, excuse us. And then it started, you know, the the good things about Castro. And then he was questioned on it and then doubled down and then tripled down and then continued to do it. Over a period of week, I think that just absolute to, to the point where this is what I think set off everybody at MSNBC. This mm-hmm. is what set off liberals. Mm-hmm. They went, look, you need to sell socialism incrementally. Right. And you sell it by we're going to give you free stuff. It's the same thing that has suckered in a ton of Republicans. Oh, we just want, we, you know, we, we just think the federal government should have a bigger role. We don't want an intrusive federal government. We want you to take care of us, but don't dare take away our guns, not understanding that when you give them one, they want the other, and they eventually get the other. Right. And so that's what I think the Democrats were upset about. Mm -hmm. The Democrat Party is as liberal now and as socialist now and is is moving that direction uh, the same today as they were Two, as they were two days ago or a week ago. Mm-hmm. It's a simply don't like the messenger. They're attacking the messenger because the messenger has gone too far. Right. The Democrat Party understands that we have not yet successfully sold a socialist slash communist state to Americans. And that's what Sanders was trying to do. Right. He, As you said earlier, he had normalized it. Yeah. Yeah. He had normalized it with his own people, with his own campaign. So he's like, come on, I'm running again. And look, I'm in the lead again. Right. They've accepted me. Right. Boom. Yep. No, not ready for that yet. Nope, not yet. We're still on the free stuff. We're not on the consequences of the free stuff and the debt and eventually what happens. And we're not for the tax cuts yet. But somebody has to pay for it. Mm-hmm. We are to the point though, <laughs> which gets you socialism, of saying unsustainable debt is okay. Mm-hmm. We are there in the mindset that Republicans now have abandoned the debt and the deficit, and Republicans now are like, oh, okay, uh, but you know you're putting the burden on your grandchildren. No, nah, the deficit's no problem. Right. It's no problem. Right. We're just going to keep growing the economy, and we'll grow the economy, and the debt's never going to matter. Well, of course it matters. Yep. It always does. And and so that's where we are as a that's where we are as a country, but we are not yet at okay, we need government to take over all the major businesses in this in this country and that's where Bernie is, that's where AOC is, that's where a significant portion of the Democrat party is. And as we saw with Pelosi and everybody else, they don't want to fight it. No. But what they're finding out is the voter isn't quite there yet. Right. And so, yeah, Warren, 
He can throw Warren in and everybody will be happy. It'll be, okay, great. We've got, we've got our team now. I don't believe right now it's going to do anything unless, again, with Biden, you never know what he might say next. You never know how he might have his meltdown. Uh, you, I, I guess the only, the, the only thing that there could be is if there's word that Biden would pick a female running mate. We've been throwing around the, the idea of Klobuchar. Yes. Um, that Bernie beats him to the punch. Which he would anyway because their convention... Well, let's see here. Uh, that's a, yeah. I'm, I would guess that, that Biden would wait until convention. Their convention is July 13th through the 16th. If he believes Biden would wait until the convention to do that, but he knows Warren is, is a probably a great pick for him. He beats Biden to the punch. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's odd that that she was doing worse on she did worse on Super Tuesday than than Bloomberg did in terms of viability in states. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's odd that she's taking this long. There has to be a deal in the works. Well, that's why they're huddling. Yep. There's got to be a deal. In the it didn't take Bloomberg long. Right. When he huddled, did it. Right. Exactly. You know, so I, I mean, that was basically the, the Bloomberg thing was overnight. You know, we left here yesterday morning, mm-hmm. you know, saying, okay, there's too many reports out there for him to not be dropping out uh, today or in the next couple of days. And, of course, it happened hours later. But the report came out yesterday, what, yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. sometime about Warren? Yep. So there's got to be a, I, some I, kind of deal. I saw it when I woke up. So that would have been 10 or 11. Yeah. The, the first story out there that they were huddling, reassessing what was going on. Right. By the way, isn't it great how they all, you know, the night before, we're going to be Trump. We're going to be Trump. We're going to be Trump. We're going to, I am, she said it, I'm Elizabeth Warren. I'm going to be Trump. Bloomberg said the same thing. Yeah, you know, it's right. like a few hours later. No, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be Trump. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> when I get to the White House, you're only going to the White House if Trump invites you. <laughs> Let's head to you. We go to Benji in South Carolina. Benji, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, Benji. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I I know that we just got through Super Tuesday, and I understand that you know the the big the big debate now is between you know Biden and and Sanders. Uh, but I, I'd like to get your analysis and your opinion on uh, basically what I see is going to be a big upset because obviously all the mainstream media is covering the Democratic election, and you know the the, the biased uh, undertones is they want a, a Democratic president, um, but. People who are Trump supporters and Republicans, uh, it, it has to be known that the numbers that he's drawing in and the people who uh, did not vote from the last election, the data that he's collecting now, is uh, it's going to be overwhelming. We do that every and we do that every every single every single uh, rally that Donald Trump does. We bring those figures to you. Last night we brought you the figures of Trump in Texas which was around 1.9 million people that came out uh, to an election that really didn't matter. There was no there was no uh, uh, there was no level of urgency at all 
to go out and vote, yet 1.9, close to 1.9, I haven't seen the latest figures, came out to vote for Trump. So we've been talking about the excitement level of Trump consistently on the show. Exactly, and, and I would have um, I would have actually gone out and voted myself. Uh, unfortunately, the Republican uh, ticket was not on the, the ballot for South Carolina. Unfortunately, but um, I guess I want to know uh, your opinion or analysis on the mainstream media. That how do you think they're going to react uh, to prepare for this? What we believe is an upcoming upset uh, because they're just. They've got their heads in the sand about it. They're just—they're not wanting well, it won't, to report it. They're it not won't be an upset. It. Number one, it won't. If Trump wins, it's not an upset. Trump—it's uh, it's not an upset. Trump should win the election by every single by every single possible political equation out there. Trump should win the election. This is his to lose. It's not an upset if Trump wins. He's an incumbent with a strong economy. A foreign policy that has kept us out of wars, yet has has let uh, rogue leaders know that they will be held uh, uh, accountable. He is there's nobody close to him. Whether he gets the wall or not is meaningless. Whether he gets the full wall, it's the fact that nobody speaks on immigration issues like uh, uh, Trump uh, speaks when it comes to deregulation, when it comes to wanting to go after uh, fossil fuels to make the economy go. Uh, Trump. There's no reason that Trump should lose this election. None. It'd be an upset if Democrats won. Okay, thank we're having problems. Yeah. yeah, thank you for the call. Yeah. So, you keep yeah, saying I upset mean, as if the media doesn't understand the upset's coming. It wouldn't be an upset. No, no. Now, they would be upset, but it's not an upset <laughs> politically. <laughs> yes. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. This hour for Freightliner. Run smart. Helping you run more efficiently is Freightliner's number one goal. We'll get to all your calls and comments coming up following the top of uh, the hour, then get to uh, Schumer and uh, Schumer's latest, uh, 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 not latest, but his comments uh, yesterday, his threat to uh, the Supreme Court justices. will play it for you and tell you uh, response from uh, Justice Roberts and also response from the American Bar Association right. uh, on it. So that and more coming up, plus your calls and comments on uh, Super Tuesday yesterday and, and uh, where we go from uh, from here. Or Con- Super Tuesday, day before yesterday. What did I say? Yeah, yeah yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's Thursday now. Okay. It's Super it seems Thursday. Like, all right, it, it seems As Joe like, calls it Super Thursday. It's Super Thursday, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting confused. Working the overnight shift confuses you just a little bit. Uh, so we will we will get to that and more, plus uh, your calls and comments if you'd like to get in. 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, we would love to hear from uh, you and a ton of other things, too, that we've got to uh, get to. That Should we, we get call to. Elizabeth Warren and ask her directly? <laughs> Let's get Elizabeth Warren on the phone. Are you in or out?
is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thanks so much for being here. Were Thank you, wa- you. Were you waving at me? Huh? No. Oh, I thought you were waving at me. I'm looking going, what? why would I what, wave what, at what did you? I, for- I don't know. I was like, I can't. What did here, I here, I'll do that right now. What did I, what hey, did I forget Gary. to do? I'm waving like Forrest Gump. Well, I thought I did something wrong. <laughs> when he like- saw Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Hi, Lieutenant Dan. Like, what did I do? Ice cream. <laughs> I thought I did something wrong. I was like, were you waving no. at me? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer fake news <laughs> uh wow all right so um apparently um warren is still in <laughs> all right you're ready i'm 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 ready to uh to uh to to play the uh the audio cut from uh from uh yesterday okay what do you got uh i had it right here and now it seemed to have disappeared yeah. Uh, I just I, I'm sorry, I just had it right here the uh and, and it just uh it, it updated and, and it messed me up here. So uh we'll we'll get to the Schumer uh quote coming up here. All right. Yeah. All right. Are you looking forward for me or what? What? The Schumer cut. No, no, no. Okay. Cause it's um I, I look I'm not here it is. I got it. Okay. I found right. it. You got it. Ready you got it. You're gonna pay. I, I don't okay. know why I missed it the first time. I'm okay. going right down looking at it. Okay. Here's here's Schumer from yesterday. All right. Uh, and and this is the uh, this is on the whole um, uh, abortion case being heard by the Supreme Court of the United States. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. This from Fox. Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts, on Wednesday issued a highly unusual and forceful rebuke to Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, calling his threatening remarks directed at Associate Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh irresponsible and dangerous prompting Schumer's office to slam Roberts and accuse him of bias. The extraordinary back and forth began hours earlier at a pro-choice rally hosted by the Center for Reproductive Rights when Schumer singled out President Trump's two Supreme Court picks. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. Uh, You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions, Roberts replied in a remarkable written statement obtained by Fox News this morning. Senator Schumer spoke at a rally in front of the Supreme Court while a case was being argued inside. Senator Schumer referred to two members of the court by name and said he wanted to tell them that you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You will not know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Roberts continued, justices know that criticism comes 
with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort from the highest levels of government are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. All members of the court will continue to do their job without fear or favor from whatever quarter. Schumer spokesperson Justin Goodman quickly responded by accusing Roberts of bias. Further escalating the confrontation, Goodman insisted Schumer was addressing Republican lawmakers when he said a price would be paid. No, he didn't. No. No. Even though Schumer explicitly named Kavanaugh and uh, and Gorsuch, the American Bar Association said on Wednesday it was deeply troubled by the comment made by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer outside the Supreme Court that many said was a direct threat to two sitting justices. Schumer was at a rally over a high-profile abortion case while the case was being played inside. We know what Schumer said. He named Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. And we have already repeated what he had said uh, tw- uh, twice. Um, we know with the response also. Uh, what the ABA said was personal attack on justices by any elected officials, including the president, are simply inappropriate. The statement said such comments challenge a reputation of the third co-equal branch of our government, our independence of the judiciary, and the personal safety of judicial officers. They are never acceptable. Hmm. Trump himself weighed in on Schumer's comments, tweeting, if a Republican did this, he or she would be arrested or impeached. Serious action must be taken now. Don't know if they'd be arrested, but impeached, yeah, you can make that point. Right. Hmm. And, look, you can't say, look, (laughs) they don't hold political office. They're not coming up for re-election. When you say the price, they have a price to pay, and you're going to hit them hard, there is no election for the Supreme Court justices. And to make the case that they were talking about Republicans in Congress is just, you should have said it. Right. And you didn't say it. Look, not surprised by any of this. What do you expect when you have every Democratic senator, including Schumer, that voted to overturn a presidential election because the president did what? The he, president he went said, to court. He, he said, I'll go to court. I'll he go to court. To stand up for himself legally. Right. And that's grounds right. for removal. Understand where right. this party is. That's why when people say, well, so, you know, uh, socialism and this type of mindset that you see from the radicals isn't a part of the, you know, the, the, what, where the party wants to be. Yes, it is. Tell me what is more of a fascist mindset than actually voting to remove a president from office due to the fact that he wished um, to go through the process of the courts, which is his constitutional right. Mm. There is nothing out of bounds that I can see from any of these members of Congress. It's not a threat in any way. It's an accurate, uh, accurate observation right. of what they themselves are doing. They don't believe, understand this again. We need to keep going back to this. They don't believe in the First Amendment. No. They don't believe in freedom of religion. They don't believe in the Second Amendment. They don't believe, Kavanaugh, in the spirit of due process. They don't believe in the Electoral College. And watch out, Schumer, they don't believe in the Senate either. (laughs) Exactly. Just in time for your retirement. Um, this is, but this is the behavior uh, you'll continue to see. 
Um, and by the way, you know, again, trying to explain this away, there is no legal recourse against any of those justices. You're not going to uh, put political pressure on them in any way. Right. It's. It can only mean one thing. It can only mean one thing. And by the way, this is a pattern. Uh, the the um, the the Sunday morning news show. I forget which one it was when he talked about. Um, you know, look out for the intelligence uh, community because if you go after them, yep. they'll come back at you. Same thing. Well, this is actually worse. This well, this is worse because it can only mean one thing. It's scary what he said about deep state, but this right here is a threat. It's a threat. There's no other way that you can look at it. And you can't sit there and say, well, I'm talking about... No, you were talking about them specifically. You mentioned their names. Right. If if you meant something else, you would have said, if the Supreme Court, if the if certain Supreme Court justices continue... Let, let, let me just put it the way that, that somebody in the left would put it. If the Supreme Court continues to try to deny the rights of women to abortion, this will come back to haunt the Republicans in future elections. Right. Correct? Yep. That's how it should be presented. It was not presented that way. It was a threat from one of the highest ranking Democrats on the Supreme Court. This wasn't saying, I disagree with you. It wasn't saying, look, You're a hack judge for this decision. I disagree with you on the decision. It's a wrong decision. Wasn't even that. This was a direct threat at two justices of the Supreme Court of the United States. Yep. And And what do they do? What do they do after? They come back and accuse. They accuse Justice Roberts of bias. The, the only yeah. reason that you right. have Obamacare, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. There was some bias. We'll, we'll admit that. Um, you know, he wrote, he rewrote Obamacare from the bench a couple of different times. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, this is, this is Chuck playing tough guy. He's done it before. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, they talk about Trump. Well, he looks like a, a mobster. He acts like a mobster. Um, let's just point to Chuck. Let's go back to his words that he has said in the past. And now these threats and they're not anything else, but a threat. Clearly your calls and comments next eight, six, six, 90 red eye. Get in touch with red eye radio toll free at eight, six, six 90 red eye. Hey, it's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690. Red Eye, let's go to Michael in Amarillo, Texas. Michael, hi. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Uh, one, wonderful. I think I thank your screener. I know he has a heck of a responsibility, and I thank him very much. You know, I, at, at Bernie Sanders, I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Chuck Schumer is uh, is just uh, has truly expressed the mentality of uh, organized crime at this point. He's uh, He's exposed. 
the DNC more so in the deep state. And uh, most people out there, I'm sure, see it. They, the DNC uh, already has uh, expressed the mentality of the late J. Edgar Hoover uh, was accused of for years. Uh, they bugged uh, uh, Trump Towers. Uh, they, you know, the corruption is just uh, despicable. Uh, oh, okay, the, no, no, the DNC has not been accused of any of that. Oh, they have not. No, well, no, you're, you're saying the you're, no, no, you're saying the DNC. That would be that the the, the that would be the FBI, well, I, and that's I going to. The, it seemed to be faster, Gary. If I'm speaking to Gary, I'm sorry. Yes, you are speaking to Gary. Yeah, I just want to. Be, we just want to be accurate here. When you make because if you're not accurate, if if you're not accurate, if you're not accurate, that's yes, the criticism sir, all, that we get. By, by all by all means, and if I may uh, uh, include that, uh, the way this will go is that. Uh, uh, they'll they'll get rid of uh, Bernie Sanders entirely. Uh, uh, probably Biden will be the nominee unless they can pull somebody uh, uh, in disguise up out of the swamp like they did Bill Clinton uh, back in uh, uh, two uh, uh, two nine uh, two uh, yeah. Right. And well, that's that's yeah. not that's go. that's not going to happen. Yeah. If it, it, yeah, yeah, that's not going to happen. You. That's no, it's not going to happen this late in the game. I mean, Bill Clinton did jump in late, right? But not this late, right? There, yeah, he he jumped in late, but he 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 ran and went through the process. Look, uh, you you see uh, the polls and assume that 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 Biden gets all the Bloomberg votes in these coming states. Uh, next Tuesday will be a huge deal. You got six states up for grabs, Michigan being the biggest in terms of delegates. So we'll see what happens on the tenth. And if 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 Michigan goes big for Biden, it it could be it could be downhill for Bernie from that point on. You know, we're still not getting the the five thirty eight forecast still isn't updated because all the all the votes technically haven't been counted in this in the Super Tuesday states. Right. Um, so remember, Bill Clinton entered in October. He October. Entered- 13 yes, months exactly. before the election. That's yeah, not the yeah. same what's going on yeah, here. So. Yeah, it's it was late right. in the game, but not this late in the game. And and look, I don't. I, the last caller, my my goal was not to nitpick you unfairly. It's just when you're saying the DNC has done things, you need to make sure that you hit the right department. Because if not, then we get hit for accuracy. Yeah, yeah right. that's all. That's all. We understand what you were saying. It was it was that party under power. Under the FBI, so we under right. we understand that. Yeah. So, when it comes to the FISA warrant and anything else out there, yeah. And McCabe may be part of the DNC very soon. <laughs> the way that is true. Going. That is true. <laughs> Let's go to Joel. Joel, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joel. Hey, how's it going? Very good. Yeah, I was just, I was just wondering what you thought about if Sanders doesn't get the nomination, uh, if he might go third party because I mean at the last election he got screwed over by the the establishment and, the, uh, the reason he wouldn't he doesn't he can't independently fund himself he's not going to be able to raise huge, not going to be able to raise huge grassroots support there's no grassroots support if you have just split the ticket mm-hmm. the money disappears well, I mean, a, a vast majority of his support seems to be the the young firebrand socialist uh, well maybe maybe he will but i think everyone knows and his campaign would know he can't win he can't win by running as an independent right trump will trounce them if 
if if he runs as an independent candidate. Now he could. I mean, they look de- delusional. Yeah, though they, they can. And certainly, and, his campaign's been delusional already. He thought he could go out there and promote uh, and uh, being a communist sympathizer as something that would help him. So yeah, they could do it. Well, and and you also have to include the fact that this is Bernie's last run. All this right. is his last run for I'll president. Let, yes, it, it could be his hail mary. It could be his backlash at the party, deciding he's going to look. We're not going to stand for the establishment. I'm going to run as an independent. If I can't win, I destroy the Democrat Party. Right. All right. You. That is a point. We're we're going to punish the Democrats and we're going to show them how strong we are as a group and how how great the American people are. He's not going to win, but it would be a kick in the pants and i'm telling you it would split that ticket and trump would win big big time big um but if bernie is angry enough and you know from from the looks at him you know you you just look at the guy he seems he might be a little angry well i don't know yesterday we played the audio (laughs) cut already where it was like oh are you giving up now Right, exactly. We're not going to attack each other, and we don't. We shouldn't attack each other. And Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's a primary. (laughs) Come on. Well, but if you know, again, uh, yes, it can go. Here, here's the problem. It can go two ways because Bernie tends to lay down. Nobody cares about your damn emails. Um, handing the mic over to Black Lives Matter at his rally in 2016. Uh, he lays down. Okay, fine. We'll do the buyback. I mean, he laid down for Eric Swalwell. So he could lay down and go, okay, I'm going to endorse Biden. You know, or he could say, you know what? No. My supporters are angry. I'm angry. I'm going independent. This is my last run, and we're going to make it count. He could do it just to punish the party. To show these Democrats that that the American people are not going to stand for this kind of behavior. And this is politics as usual. And you know me. I am not about politics well, as usual. Re- remember, the only similarities I'll give you on this, because a lot of people try to say there's similarities well, between. Sam, we got to go to okay. weather and we'll, we'll be back. Okay. Here's your forecast. After a devastating day Tuesday in Nashville, Tennessee, the rains today will stay south of that city. We will see heavy concentrated rain in the deep south for Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, portions of Georgia. We'll also pick up the chance of severe weather again today. Most of eastern Texas will dry out as that system continues to push eastward. Tomorrow, those rains will be out of the deep south, having moved off the coast. And some windy conditions will help to dry up some very soaked ground. A low-pressure area riding along the northern tier states with Canada affecting Wisconsin and Minnesota will continue to press eastward and provide some snow Friday for Pennsylvania on through upstate New York and into the New England area. Keep your eye on that system if you'll be traveling in the northeast on Friday. With two weeks and some change until spring, there's a look at your national weather forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
drip, drip, drip. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Welcome and good morning. This hour's forecast brought to you by the TruckSmart mobile app from Travel Centers of America. Download TruckSmart today. Get what you need when you need it. A couple of coronavirus updates here. United Airlines will reduce flights, freeze hiring, and ask employees to volunteer for unpaid leave as the airline struggles with weak demand for travel because of the new virus outbreak. Hmm. United said Wednesday that starting in April, it will reduce passenger carrying capacity 20% on international routes and 10% inside the United States. Wow. It made me immediately look for the flights that I have booked for this weekend mm-hmm. and then in April. But you really can't tell because a lot of times the seats aren't filled until you get closer. Right. Now, right. there are some seats open in the flight that I have uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. but that's not unusual. Right. Especially this time of the year where you have some, you know, some seats. Are the planes empty? No. That, and so I was looking at my flights, but anything anything over a couple of weeks, you can still have. I've noticed, uh, and I fly American a lot, mm-hmm. that recently their prices have been so high that nobody's booked to the last second. And you'll see about four to five weeks out is when they start dropping the price. Mm. And then they fill the seats then. Um, whether that's a new strategy, I don't know. But normally it's, you know, normally when you get to within four weeks, the price starts going up. Over the last couple of months, it's been different. But the flights that I made, I, I have flights all through the middle of the year already. I think I have the, my next five or six flights, uh, you know, all, already done. And I thought to myself, I went, darn, <laughs> maybe with coronavirus, it would have gone down. I should have waited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to uh, to stop 10% inside the United States is a huge deal. Yeah, right. Uh, they are the first airline to cut domestic flying. United announced the cut shortly after several airline CEOs met at the White House with the president and vice president. The administration is seeking the airline's help in tracing travelers who might have come in contact with people with the virus. The virus, quote, is affecting the airline business as it would, Trump said after the meeting. A lot of people are staying in our country and they're shopping and using our hotels in this country. And so from that standpoint... I think probably that there is a positive impact, but then there's also the impact of overseas travel, which will be fairly substantial. Mm. And the fact is, the uh, when you talk about uh, travel to the United States, that's right. also going to be yeah. limited if you if you if you cut what we've cut already. Mm-hmm. So it is going to have a negative impact. There is no positive, right? I know he's trying to spin it, but there is no positive. Mm. Uh, in uh, other news, some 328 immigrants from China have been caught. Crossing the border illegally so far this year, according to Homeland Security data that raises the prospect a coronavirus carrier could sneak into the country via the U.S.-Mexico border. This is from the Washington uh, Times. Uh, Three other people from South Korea, another country with the rapidly spreading cases, have also been arrested at the border, as have 122 people from the Dominican Republic where the coronavirus has now been detective. All told, more than 1,000 migrants a day are caught attempting to sneak uh, in illegally from Mexico, which uh, detected its first case last week and since has identified five others. 
And if that many are being caught each day, an unknown but significant uh, amount are getting through undetected, Border Patrol agents say. A Homeland Security official told the Washington Times, a journey to the United States border puts migrants in poor conditions. We don't know if they have come into contact with someone who has the flu. There is no passport. There is no medical history or travel manifest. The uh, president last week floated the possibility of closing border crossings between the United States and Mexico. Uh, though this week he downplayed that option, saying he didn't want to see the border. Uh, as, he didn't see the border as much of a vulnerability. We're not seeing a lot of evidence in that area, he said. Uh, we're closing it, I guess, uh, automatically because we have a very strong border there now. Hmm. Homeland Security officials, though, say it is a vulnerability. Acting Homeland Security Chief Chad Ward raised the issue Tuesday with the House Homeland Security Committee, saying that illegal immigration presents a unique threat compared to legal travelers from China who are now being screened upon arrivals. The uh, individuals that are coming in at our 11 airports are being funneled. We have very good information of their travel history, of their medical history. We're not going to have the same set of fidelity for individuals if this continues to grow at the southwest border, which you and I have talked about from the very, very beginning, that there right. is a reason also not to have open borders, and we're seeing it right now. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty big duh. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, there were high-profile stories in the news in the 2016 election cycle, and the president, you know, pointed to those as examples as to why we should have greater border security. You point to it right now. This is why I think the left uh, wanted to blame it. They're, you know, call it the Trump virus is because they knew their stance on open borders was going to rise to the surface and be a part of this discussion eventually. Go ahead and say it, Democrats. We need open borders. And then Trump can just say coronavirus. Because this is this is part of it. Remember what we were seeing with with um, the caravans coming across. We couldn't screen them medically, and there was a concern, and people were like, "Oh, that's just racist." Um, coronavirus. Everybody shuts up because while it may be overplayed. A lot of people will say, well, the flu kills many more people, and, well, you can have that debate. But there's a reason why, there's a reason why people are acting differently right now with the coronavirus. It's the unknown. And there will be another unknown, another mystery illness that starts at some point. And again, the president or anybody who's running for office who wants to be strong on the border, can just point to it and say, hey, you guys really want open borders? If we can't screen, if we can't control our borders, forget about any any kind of claim from the left that that's bigoted. I mean, it just all goes away when you talk in terms of, and again, while some of the fear may be unfounded, it's still there. Perception is reality. And we're in a moment right now 
where people are going, um, yeah, you were talking about the airlines. There are people that say, well, you know what? I'd rather not get on an airplane domestically and fly for a while until this thing, you know, gets situated. And I don't know to what extent. I don't have numbers in front of me. But the story hit the other day. Look, there are people that, that in our neck of the woods, at least, that quit going to Asian restaurants. Yeah. That's yeah. totally, um, I was just reading a story of, uh, of a young Asian man who was attacked in a in a subway in Europe. Do He says, you know, they were screaming something about the coronavirus. People are irrational. But when you talk about not being able to control your borders, when you start promoting open borders and all of a sudden the coronavirus rears its ugly head, you lose. Well, when we have talked about that in the past and others have talked about it in the past, we, you know, people would uh, tell us you guys are bringing up, you're bringing up unnecessary, you're, you're fear-mongering is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you bring it up, you're fear-mongering. Your xenophobia, you're trying to hide uh, by saying there may be a medical issue there mm-hmm. is, the, is the response that we would get when we brought it up before. It's like, well, actually, no, it's... Uh, uh, there is no, there is no fear of any other race. There's fear of diseases. Yeah, and there's a healthy respect of res- of diseases and understanding what has happened and the possibility of what can happen with any type of virus. There, yeah. that is one of the reasons that you do not want open borders. So you have control, as you see right now. Is anybody objecting right now? to what's going on with the screening of people legally coming into this country because of coronavirus? Is anybody complaining? Is Rand Paul complaining? No. Nobody's complaining, are they? No. And those are people coming here legally. Yep. So you're not going to win that argument. Nope. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio, 86690 Red Eye. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's head to you. We go to Austin in Illinois, who is a birdie supporter. Austin, you're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Very good. Very good. I just wanted to uh, make a case for a class-first Bernie. A class-first Bernie? I have no idea what that means. That means a Bernie who uh, eschews identity politics and focuses on class politics. That's, I think, why so many people like me love Bernie so much. Identity politics is class politics. Identity politics is identity politics is when you stereotype certain groups of people. And then they become the oppressor and you're the victim. Bernie Sanders is the ultimate in identity politics. There's nobody who does it more. Uh, I would have to disagree with that because as a working class person, that's not identity. That's 
Sure it is. Billionaire. Actually, you just you just identified yourself. Right. That's exactly what that means. You just did it. You just said working class. I don't think you guys understand what identity politics are. (laughs) We've been we've been doing this a while, Austin. We do. We understand what identity politics is. By the way, I'm I I was just I just finished reading an article yesterday from the Guardian UK from uh, uh, a member of the steering committee for Bernie Sanders for LGBTQ who says the reason I'm supporting Bernie is because Bernie un- is because Bernie understands identity politics better than anybody else. I believe her name is Barbara Smith. I was reading it yesterday. Uh, yeah. And and so Okay, you can read whatever you like. Hey. Bye. Okay. Bye. Look, you're sitting there saying you're not about you I'm a work I'm part of the working class. I'm not part of identity politics. Yeah. And when we say that's identity politics and you say no it isn't, mm-hmm. we're done with the conversation. Well, because and, you're saying I'm not going to acknowledge what reality is because I'm going to have my own narrative. And 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 you don't want to believe somebody who works on behalf of Bernie. Right. It's like I'm I'm just I'm just not going to listen to you. Look, we've done this for a while. We understand what identity politics is and we understand that when it works against you, you tend especially on the left, you tend to pretend that then it doesn't exist. It's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I think Eric called you on it when you said, look, I'm part of the working class, and and so this isn't a part of identity politics. And then he called you on it, and he said, by you saying that, you're a part of identity politics. Yeah, you just identified yourself and yeah. you put yourself in a group. Right. I have no idea what working class is. Right. All of us are working class. What does that mean? I'm working class. I've done everything. My first job was cleaning toilets. Is that working class? Not yet. Are, are the toilets clean? <laughs> as yeah, long as they're clean. A, there was a debate from my boss one time <laughs> when he told me to use my fingernails too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's for another day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, 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 I was a steel worker. I was a laborer. I'm a talk show host. I'm laboring now. It's in a different way. Still labor. What's working class mean? I don't understand what it is. You're setting aside, look, communism, socialism, and by using working class is the ultimate in identity politics. Yes. <laughs> because he has to... Ca- it's maddening. The idea is you're putting everybody in a category. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm the working class. We're well, going to pro, proletariat talk, intelligentsia talk, well, I mean, bourgeoisie uh, talk. All of that is, is classes that's putting people into economic identities. Right. Don't try to BS us here. We've done this too long. Well, and, and again, uh, he's, he's, been, he's also focused on other groups very heavily because you're a victim. You're a victim if you're um, a minority. You're a victim if you're LGBTQ. You're a victim... If you're a woman, if you're a woman, you're a victim because of your economic class. In fact, Bernie has been the one successful in moving identity politics from just physical attributes to economic attributes. Yes, exactly. Um, Or or stereotype of sure of economic. Well, and you heard him. uh, I I don't remember if it was a town hall or a debate, but it was uh, just a week or two ago. I can tell you that my my running mate won't be an old white guy. Yeah. That's not identity politics.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.